Hello and welcome to a new episode of Real Talk, Real Women. Today we are welcoming from New Zealand, Daphne Wells. She is a numerologist and an intuitive success coach. Her tagline is, freedom is the ability to choose, which I wholeheartedly agree with. <laughs> Today, the topic is breaking the expectation of being a woman. So Daphne, so that our listeners, our audience can have the feeling that they know you, can you please just in a very condensed manner, tell them the few big lines of your life? You know, like five, 60 years in five minutes, go for it. <laughs> it's hard to do, I know. But a few elements that allows people to understand the, the amazing perspective you have on being a woman. Mm. So there's a lot about how we be a woman. And in my era growing up in small town New Zealand, there was this prescribed have to do like you were expected to be married by the time you were 25, or that was really bad. Then you had to have all your children by the time you were 30. There was a prescribed list of approved careers. And um, I tried doing an approved career for a little while. A few months into it, I was totally bored and ended up being the first woman to work in shipping and shipping logistics in New Zealand. Okay. Into the 70s, you said. Yes, shipping logistics in New Zealand. And it's been really, like looking back, that was a phenomenal experience as a 17-year-old going into that role. And I am forever grateful to the, the man who was my manager who interviewed me. And I can remember in that interview him saying, Daphne, this is a role that's always been done by men. Why would I, why would I let you do it? And I'm sitting there as a rebellious 17-year-old thinking, well, what am I doing here if you're not even thinking about it? But what I said was, if, I can, if you believe I can do the role as well as a man, why wouldn't you? And bless him, he did. And um, it was a phenomenal experience when I reflect on it. And it really taught me so much about what it means to be a woman in the world and how to navigate our space as a woman in what is still, in a lot of ways, a male-dominated society. Like we have the, the patriarchal structures still, even though women are getting into more roles of responsibility mm -hmm. and authority. Um, it still is very much a patriarchal system. And so what I learned through that experience was we don't have to fight the system. We have to... You know, and I didn't. I was extremely respectful to all these very, very masculine males who, for the first six months, thought I was just a secretary. I'd ring and leave a message. This was before answer machines or cell phones, right? This was landline. <laughs> and just to put it in context for your younger listeners, <laughs> and um, leave a message if they weren't there, they'd ring back my boss and he would say, I don't know, you'll have to talk to Daphne. Amazing. When I left there about seven, seven or eight years later to have my first child, okay. Um, those set the hardest men to get on board 
sent me teddy bears and flowers and cards. We're going to miss her. <laughs> and, you know, I was, yeah, I learned so much through that. That really has helped me work with women through the years. So that was the first of my big experiences. I got married before the prescribed age and did all the right things and um, then ended up a, a single mum of four. And, um, yeah, further navigated my role down. How does one then be a mother on her own? You know? That's a, and it, it, it's a hard question, especially in the years you were living, because you told me that your children are 31, 33, 36, and 38. Mm -hmm. That means that they were all born in the 80s, mm -hmm. 1980 more and plus. And I was born in 1978, so I can really emphasize and I totally do remember that mm -hmm. divorcing was still hard. You still had to show fault in order to obtain the divorce. It was really something that you gained through a law, uh, a lawsuit to obtain the divorce in some way. Was it your case? Um, it wasn't quite that bad, but it's, it wasn't as easy as it is today to extirpate a marriage. And, and doing that with four children is not easy. Anyway. It's not easy at all, especially if you got the custody of the four. Yeah. Yeah, and that so was not a given either. No, no. And, and, you know, it's not an easy role because... Yeah. You during a marriage when it's not a good marriage, you're I know for me it was a long journey of well, how do I get out? How do I do this? How do I navigate this? Um, and then once I was on my own, there was a space down the track where I I, I was earning enough money, I had a good job, I um the children were happy and settled, and you know, life was humming along. And I kind of thought, well, so what now? <laughs> you know, where am I? Right? <laughs> it's true because you have this life, you have these responsibilities, you are a single mother, you are working, you are doing everything, you are in the doing of your life. And now you are asking, what are you being? Mm. And when is there any more than, than all of the doing? And this is what, what you have to create and allow mm. space for that. Mm. And it's something that um, is not traditionally easy for women. It is not. Because we've not been, we've been conditioned to, you know, give, give, give and over give. And mm -hmm. I did. I mm -hmm. sacrificed myself for mm -hmm. everything, everything, <laughs> you know, repeated burnout. <laughs> I know. Um, because you're just doing that. You're just draining yourself and giving from the fumes and anything else was kind of deemed selfish. And I'm totally against that now. It is selfless because if we're not giving from the overflow, then we're not actually... We put ourselves in danger. We put ourselves in danger and we're also not giving... Um, with the same spirit and energy to the people we're giving to as if we're giving from our overflow. Yeah, because when we give from our overflow, 
we are aware of what good we can bring about the, the amazingly good feeling of being able to give freely. Mm. And, and that is just amazing. And we are not looking, we are, we are not going to lack anything because we give from the overflow. But when we go the other way and we just give from our life, giving part from what we actually need to be well, mm. this is when you get depleted and really depleted. And then you become angry because you say, hey, I gave, 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 and now what? Because now I lack. And hey, this is not that doesn't matter. And I sense like when I really feel into that energy, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm past that overgiving now. I don't I have really good boundaries around that nowadays. Okay. Feeling back into what that used to feel like, there was a sense of obligation. Well, you know, sometimes where I'm doing this because it's my role in life, because I kind of have to, you know, um, not because I'm I'm doing this for you because I really want to you know mm -hmm. um and that energy whether we're aware of it or not is somehow received by the other person whether they're aware of it or not at an energetic level they are yeah it's true it's true it has the same experience with me I mean it's it's very important and when we come back to the topic of today's episode meaning breaking the expectation of being a woman it's like okay the expectation is that you give from your lifeline not from your overflow from your life and you give your life to your husband and children and boss yes this and is what they expected from you as a woman the expectation yeah and you also just give that in your career like exactly you know It's, it's we, are the, we are the people who are there to serve others. We're, mm -hmm. we're conditioned and brought up to that as women. Um, you know what? That resonates with me. When I was between 17 and 22 years old with my first abusive husband, I was telling myself and him that I gave him my life. Can you imagine that? So I was aware that this is what I was doing, but he was super violent, abusive, sick, all that you want, all that you do not want to experience. <laughs> but still, sometimes you do. And I remember having said, I am giving you my life. It's like, whoa. And then when I withdrew from that marriage and I started another one, I was in the same giving of me in a way that was even more than the first time, because then I was not only giving myself to him, but also giving myself to work, because the first time I did not work. Second time I did work. And again, giving myself too much, that to the point of no return. And now you take my third, last, and dream husband, Sasha. It's the best on earth for me. I'm thinking, did I give him my life? You know what? I. I attempted at the very beginning of our relationship. You know what he said? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. I am not a eucalyptus tree. You are not a koala. You are to be your own strong, powerful woman 
you are responsible for you. I am responsible for me. And we can walk side by side. Now, if you need me to carry you a little bit because you really feel weak at some point, okay, a little while, not more. So you are you, I am me. We walk side by side and we love each other. And what? Why? That is why. And this is because he refused that I give him my life that he was able to help me become who I am today, strong, powerful, self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem, complete, whole, able to help others through this podcast. And you see, for me, I extricated that first toxic marriage toxic abusive marriage and then was sucked into a relationship with a predator male who came in you know I'll, I'll help you do this I'll help you do that and then it was a worse abuse situation than the first one horrendous mm-hmm. and extricating from that was a more tangled web even though I didn't have four children at that stage they were all independent by then and after that I knew it's on some level intuitively I knew that I needed to heal myself that I needed to do what what Sasha did for you and become a whole person so that I didn't actually need another person to be complete and I think that's a key difference as I'm vocally vocalizing this I was brought up to believe that, you know, you would go and do a job and then you would get married and you would give up your work and your husband would provide for you and you would look after him and you would raise the children and and rally round. That's how society was in New Zealand then. And and it was kind of like this knight in shining armour. You know, the Prince Charming from the fairy tales was going to come along and whip you up and it was going to be beautiful, right? So we were kind of conditioned to believe that we weren't at any point Point in that process a whole person on our own mm-hmm. because the prospect of not being married and becoming an old maid or a spinster or you said something yesterday the other day that they call them in your culture um and um that wasn't a wasn't a desirable prospect was how we were told it as children right mm-hmm. and so you wanted to avoid that you believed that this person was going to come along and, and save you and you were going to give yourself for him because he was then going to go out and do his job and you were going to spend your life keeping house for him and raising children. This is what was expected and this is what we're talking today, how to break this expectation. And I would say, how to break this expectation? Well, by getting freedom, the ability to choose. Yes, the ability to choose without having, and, and you would have been like me too, having to ask for permission, having everything in your life so controlled. You know, where were you today? What did you do? Who's that on the phone? You know, all the... <laughs> I know that's kind of things. <laughs> you know oh. that as well as I remember it. Um, and it's oh, like, you know, this, this is just to, choose, to be able to choose, to have that freedom to choose which I'm sure you still have in your marriage today, right? You mm-hmm. have that ability to choose. I fully, fully. You know that yeah. even, even if we love each other so much, sometimes he just remind me, you know, if for any reason you want to leave, 
And even if we already spend 10 years wonderful together or hard, depending on what, how we look at it, but caring for each other, if you need, to, if you choose that it's more important for you to live on your own, and of course I will, I will hurt, but this is what I want for you. I mean, if this is not love, I don't know what it is. Exactly, because two, two individuals coming together create a relationship. Yes. That is a part of them and yet independent of them. Exactly. And that is true love. And that is beyond being a woman. That is being a person. But it's being a living being. And exactly. If a living being, then we are changing and evolving and growing. Exactly. And that's exactly. the other thing that I never had permission to be mm -hmm. in my marriage and my relationship was to be growing, to be evolving, to be changing. Anytime I changed my views on something or, I mean, obviously I did grow and transform and change or I would still be in those relationships, right? But, you know, it was criticised, it was <sighs> negated and ridiculed and, yeah. And so that whole permission to just be you and be changing is, like, you know, that's what we're yeah. here on Earth to do. This is what we are here on Earth to do. I agree so much. And, and you mentioned before that I'm a numerologist. So from yes. a numerology perspective, we, we are born coded with who we are here to be in this lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. So you came in with your code. Sasha came in with his. And together in your relationship, you actually create a gift together. And that relationship gives you each an individual gift that is different and unique. That's gorgeous. It's, it's really gorgeous. And when we look at that from an energetic perspective, it takes away the, no, we don't give and take the same from relationships. And it's not all the woman giving to the man, like we were brought up, you know, I'll give you my life. I'll serve you. I'll look after you. I'll cook for you. I'll keep house for you, you know? He'll come and go, and if you're lucky, give you enough money to buy the groceries with, right? <laughs> um, yeah, like that is not how life was meant to be. It's meant to be. And that ability to choose, and like you said, so, you know, if you feel you need to leave your marriage, he'll probably still love you forever, and you'll probably still love him forever. And maybe there is a time when in some relationships that is what we what we do. Because the other thing about marriage is that when marriage became a till death us do part, that happened, I reckon, about the 1400s, when people only lived till they were about 35. <laughs> and a high percentage of women died in childbirth. Yeah, I, I, I read that. True. So, you know, the whole marriage till death us do part was actually a reality. <laughs> but we live way longer today. <laughs> I'm not saying marriages can't last forever, but that, that expectation. It's that, a partnership. 
It's the expectation that if they don't, we've somehow failed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That, that feeling of, fail, of having failed my two first marriage, that was a yeah. big one. That was a big, big feeling of like... And you, it's super hard to do. It's very, very hard to cope with. Yes, because you couldn't have, you wouldn't have grown to be the woman you are today. And exactly. I be the woman I am today if I hadn't had all of those experiences. That is true. Which, of course, now equips me to help other women and you the same, right? Exactly. Otherwise, yeah. we'd all still be stuck in those toxic, abusive marriages. Yeah. <laughs> See that? That's true. Grim life would be. <laughs> You know, I remember that uh, when I was living with my second one, when I got to know him, I told him, oh, I'm, 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 I have been a victim of five years of domestic violence. Oh, my God, that should have never happened. Uh, something like, come with me or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll correct that or something. I don't exactly remember all the details, but the idea was like he was upset at knowing that I had been victim of domestic violence for five years before him. And for me, it was like, oh, he's going to protect me. I love it, you know? And even if after that, I was not so sure to go with him and still I went for 10 years. <laughs> um, then he was in contact with a um, organization for, of help, of shelter for battered women. And he was helping and, and, and making sure everything was okay. He was abusive toward me, though it did not matter. It was behind closed door, you know, it's hidden. Mm -hmm. And one day he told me, hmm, there is an opportunity for you to speak there. And you can speak about your five years of domestic violence. <laughs> and not tell like, well, how much I resisted. I resisted fully, completely, 100%. I did not go. You know when, when I went to that specific place? When I left him, this is where mm. I ended up. This is that specific place where I ended up for him three weeks or five weeks, something like that. And, and Time to figure that. out and to, and to find a new life for myself. Yeah. And, and those, the men who abuse, they don't see themselves no. as abusers. They no, see themselves they as they don't understand but what they do. Other men who abuse women, they see them as being bad, but they never see that in themselves. No, because that is unacceptable for them. Mm. And it is also true the other way around. When the woman is abusive towards a man, the actually the abuser, whoever gender it is, very rarely, if ever, if ever, see themselves as being abusive and manipulating and doing hurt and breaking mm. the other person rarely because they think that yeah, they're good they, they think that they do right i think they're right are they so yeah and this is yeah, what makes right. it, it so weird a woman or a man who's no no it's, it's not it, because this is not the essential part of it the essential is the relationship how it's broken or not hmm when we realize that it's like when we feel abused we have the responsibility to do something about it mm -hmm. either voice it and see if it changes or to find a way out to create a way out
And it is creating a way out because... There is not necessarily a way out easy. No, no. But you can create a way out. But for that, you have to plan a little bit discreetly <laughs> so that it may happen, actually. Yes. <laughs> because if you did the same way that I did, Minik, I had no plan whatsoever and I left in the middle of the night. Uh, it's like, it's no, it's not joke. I mean, it did work, but it's like, it's not recommendable. But it did no. work. I was no, safe I, from beginning to end still, but it was like, mm, this is not I, what I would recommend. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yes, you never know whether you, what you're walking into in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, it is a matter of planning discreetly and knowing that you have some backup. Mm-hmm. If you can arrange some backup. Mm-hmm. And what I would suggest is there to speak up and to say to someone and not necessarily your closest ones, not necessarily your parents and as, the, as an example, because if they do not support you and if it affects them, they are not going to support you the right way. So maybe someone else, someone who just have your best interest in mind or just is and neutral. And if best person won't listen, keep trying. I remember going to see um, a pastor's wife at a church that I was attending. Um, At the time, I was taking my children to church so they could go to Sunday school. And I went to see the pastor's wife because I was like, I didn't know how to to leave this marriage with four children. Yes. So I made an appointment to go see her for advice. And she said, so what does your husband think? I was like, well, he thinks everything's fine and he wants to stay. She said, well, according to the Bible, according to God's word, then you have to stay. And I'm like, well, thank you for that. (laughs) You know, I'm going to tell you something about the Bible. Originally, on the side of Adam, Adam was created Eve. I know. On the side, not below, not from a, a, a an ankle bone or whatever. No, from a side bone. We are created equals to collaborate together to, toward bringing society together. All those interpretations of domination submitted over, under, and everything, that is human creation and it is written in a way to say yeah received from god and whatever but it's basically these societies working the way they work have accepted that as true and say that god is true therefore what they think is true so everything is true okay this is how it works and then 2,000 years later, in a completely different society, when we have done so much evolution, what do we do? Oh, no. In the Bible, it's written like there is only a man and a woman under a marriage, and everything below that and beyond that is like sin and, and, and abominable and things like that. Is it? Is it? Because in Exodus, it is written, is it? Really? The no, Bible. you cannot apply that to today. No. And, and even if you can, it's man's interpretation. Of exactly. 
written in the era it was written with the message it was meant to convey, which was men are in charge. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I use that as an example, not to be anti the Bible or anti church. It's, it's not say, anti. It's first, like first, expectation. Person, yeah. If if the first person that you choose to speak to to let know where you're at and what you're doing in case you need help, that won't listen. Find someone else. That is the, okay. That is a good advice. That's the bottom line because you know I remember going in a tailspin for for quite some. It seemed like weeks. I, I really can't remember how long it was thinking, okay, so where do I go now? <laughs> you know, where do I tell now? Because like you said, family, you know, um, I remember when I did leave that first marriage, telling my dad and him saying, we don't do that in our family, Daphne. Hmm? I said, well, we do now, Dad. Because it's already happened. <laughs> um, you know, it's you, you do have to. Yeah. If the first person doesn't listen, fine. Keep keep asking where you feel you can trust because it's important mm -hmm. that you do find someone. Mm -hmm. Even if it was a refuge, like you said you went to. Exactly. Exactly. Even if it is a refuge, even if it is a counselor, even if it is a life coach, even if it is a girlfriend. Someone. Tell someone. And dare to say the truth. Mm -hmm. what, what, what liberated me the most when I met Sasha and I started to, to, be, to become close to him before we fell in love, before everything, when we started to build a relationship, was to free up my mind from all the secrets I was carrying and to tell him all. So that I could first of all play down. Can we get rid of secrets? Can we get rid of hiding, pretend, and everything? Okay, so here are the bad and the ugly. Can you live with that? Can we be friends anyway? Yes, okay, so we can talk. Yeah, and wise, very wise. And and you I yes, because if people, if someone, you know, you're married to Sasha now, if he can't accept. The, the bad and the ugly along mm -hmm. with the good about you mm -hmm. then what you don't have a firm foundation for your exactly. relationship exactly and I remember at the beginning like for during at least the first year and sometimes longer sometimes it was just like I'm all here for you just tell me everything and I don't care just mm -hmm. Just tell me so that so I know what we may have to deal with in the future if it if it comes back it, if it comes back. Mm. And I was there, okay, so I just like gathered all my memories. I say, okay, so yeah, what that and that, that, that. <laughs> you know, just to make sure. Oh yeah, because he was really telling me, you know, we can support and each other, and we can partner together. We can help each other if we know the truth. Mm. Even if it is not pretty. <laughs> Most of the truth isn't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Most. Of, and those the truth is freeing. Yes. Because that means that if you end up, like if a situation arises, because this can happen, 
even after years of uh-huh. inner work and coaching, I uh-huh. know that these things can still happen. You'll end up in a situation and immediately some a piece of you will be right back in that other situation because something about this situation has triggered that in you. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. It means that there's something about that energy that you can now clear and forgive yourself for mm-hmm. that you couldn't previously. Mm-hmm. And yet if you're there with like you with Sasha and he doesn't know about all of that, then that's quite can be quite frightening for him you know um I I went through stages in my recovery where I was very depressed and I also used to get panic attacks and the last time I had a panic attack was at my son's wedding and I fortunately my dear friend who was sitting beside me knew about this and just whispered in my ear, talked me through it. And, you know, I was able to do what needed to be done that day. Had he not known what I had gone through in the past and that that was a part of my history, you know, I recovered from that panic attack quicker and with, I don't know whether anyone else knew, to be honest, and and that doesn't matter. But I did recover quicker than I would have if I if he hadn't known, right? So it is being vulnerable enough to share those things mm-hmm. with people, with new people in your life. Because here's another thing: when you have come out of a toxic, abusive relationship, and you are creating a life that you've chosen which is really what we're doing, isn't it? We have freedom to choose what we want, right? To break those expectations of what was expected us Mm -hmm. in the past. What do I want from my life? And if I want to be continually growing and evolving, I actually want to consciously choose who's a part of my close circle of contact, who I trust, who, who is going to help me grow, you know, like my friend does with me, supporting me, like Sasha does with you. We need those people in our life. We do. Yeah, we need to consciously choose them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like I know certainly my second relationship after my marriage, like that man just kind of slipped into my life very manipulatively, very maliciously, very overtly charmingly typical predator male toy suave and you know all that kind of jazz but you know they they kind of slip in and yet consciously I didn't give him permission Mm -hmm. you know what this is how my second relationship started we never said do we want to be together We never ask, do you want to be in love with me and to have a couple relationship with my second? I remember having had a few dates. In in French, we do not even call that date. Having seen each other a couple times, Mm -hmm. having considered each other friends, and not knowing exactly how finding myself kissing him and going have sex after like three weeks or something like that. 
And I remember that I was asking myself, I don't even like anything about him. I don't mm. like his taste. I don't like his breath. I don't like I like nothing. But I felt guilty because of his handicap that I had to give in. Oh. So much so that you stayed for 10 years. Yes. Mm. So then after that, I convinced myself that I loved. But I did not. I'm sorry. Mm. Now I tell myself the truth. I did not. It was not love. It was I felt obligated and then I felt trapped and then I stayed. Mm. And then I felt responsible. And then, yeah. and then I needed a roof. So he just told me, well, come over at home. There is not much room, but come over with your son. Mm. And it was too small. And I knew it wouldn't work. And I was resisting, but still I was going. And when, when I was resisting, I told my mother, I'm resisting. I don't like that. I, you ask me to leave. This is the only option I have, but that option I don't like because I don't want to be trapped again. And she answered, as all good mother, you know what? We are all co-partner in life. So you will need him somewhat. He will need you somewhat. You just partner. How work? This is not a right thing to say. If your daughter comes and tells you, hey, I don't feel it, you say, get out. Find something else. You, you, you've grown up. Yeah. Think for yourself. And at that moment in time, I stopped again thinking by myself for 10 years. And at the end of these 10 years, when I met Sasha, when I was out of that terrible cycle of life, this is when I discovered my own power again of thinking, inten intentioning, like intending with intention and creating my life and creating my freedom. And Sasha really mentored me into becoming me. Amazing. I wish I had been oh, yes. so much earlier. <laughs> that would have been so much better. <laughs> You may not have been ready for him. Years that is earlier. true too. He may not have been ready for that role in your life. Like I, I believe that things happen in perfect timing. True. But you're right. We get into relationships unless we consciously choose who's in our life, whether it's mm -hmm. uh, an intimate relationship or a friendship. Mm -hmm. They just kind of slip in, and before they we do, know it, we don't really understand how. And, and we we create we feel this obligation that you talked about with that second marriage. Um, we do. And because that is like because, you, no, you know why? Because of the expectation of being a woman, a wife, a mother, a daughter. Because we just give in to this expectation. When we break this expectation, this is when life starts. The good life. Because part of that, even with friends, is that we're people pleasing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we have to be self pleaser, right? Let's change the rules. Let's become self pleaser. Well, you know what I've come to realize really strongly is that if we don't love ourselves first, we can't love anyone else. It is true. If it we don't true. trust ourselves first, we can't trust anyone else. Mm -hmm. And how can we trust ourselves when we've given ourselves? To someone in an abusive relationship we can't 
So we end up coming out of that relationship. Like, and here I'm thinking you and I from our first marriages, feeling like we don't know who we can trust. And then these, the second man in both of our lives just kind of slips in there. And just continue. It's and just we easy. Just the same cycle. Mm-hmm. Right? We still don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to come to this moment where we draw a line in the sand and say, mm-hmm. I will not do this any longer. I am done with this. I am getting out of this relationship and then I am looking after myself before I even think about anyone else. Thank you for your wisdom, because that is right. It's the only way we, like we, society is not going to break the expectations that it places on us, because let's be honest, society is served by those expectations propping it up. We as individual women, we're not going to break them by going out there and marching or having signs or placards or whatever. We break them individually for ourselves. It's true. And as we do that, we role model for other women like you and I do now in our businesses. And then we help other women do the same in their lives. Exactly. And then help other women do the same by their role models. And as we do that, the ripples go out into the world. Totally. And when right. enough women start breaking those expectations, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more to say about that. Okay, we're going to wrap up for that specific episode and we're just going to continue to talk forever. So uh, Daphne Wells, I believe that your website is just DaphneWells.com. It is. Yes. It is simple. And Daphne, D-A-P-H-N-E, and Wells, like Wells Fargo, but with, without yes. Fargo behind. So simply, DaphneWells.com to find your numerologist, intuitive success coach. Freedom is the ability to choose absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous lady who has a wisdom and a wealth of experience to share. All right. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so me. much. Absolutely. It's, it's beyond the de- delight. It's, it's, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs>